0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So if you're building a successful business, whether you're hiring your first employee or employee number 101, chances are you have questions and you have concerns about hiring and building a great team. So in this podcast, we focus on everything employee related from attracting the right candidates to vetting, to hiring and retention, to becoming an employer that wins that coveted award of best places to work. So make sure to subscribe, give us a like to ensure that you get the information that you need to keep building a thriving business powered by your amazing people. This is podcast episode number 24, and tonight we are going to talk about vision and values, core values to be exact. But before we do that, I want to give you guys a little bit of insight on the podcast plan for 2023. So up until now, I've done solo episodes where I jump on and talk about a topic for 10 or 15 minutes. As we go into 2023, though, we're going to mix it up a little bit. I'll still do probably three solo episodes a month, but one episode a month, I'm going to invite a guest on. That guest will be somebody that's going to definitely add value to your business, whether it's leadership training, somebody that specifically works in talent acquisition or recruiting, a variety of different areas around people operations. And then I will also be inviting on guests that have made the journey from entrepreneur to employer, people who have gone from being a solopreneur to hiring a team to help them build and scale their business. Uh, Because I know that hearing their story, their journey, their challenges, their successes is going to give you some insight and also give you some hope that it's it's something that is absolutely doable and achievable. All right, well, let's get into tonight's topic, which is going to be The importance of mapping out your vision and your core values as a focus and a foundation to your business. Why do we do that? What's the importance of crafting out your vision? Well, you started your business for a reason, and that reason is known to you, but if that reason is not articulated and passed along to everybody else, all of your other stakeholders, whether it be employees, vendors, customers, clients... If your vision for why your business exists is not communicated, how do you expect anybody to buy into what you're trying to accomplish? So there are some key things that vision is going to do for your business, and there are some key things that communicating your vision are going to do for your business. So first and foremost, your vision is the foundation for why your business exists. It's the reason why you started in the first place. And most likely, it's going to be more than just to earn money or earn a profit. At the end of the day, earning money and earning profit is very important because money makes the mission possible, and there is nothing wrong with making a profit and making money. But making money and profitability is a byproduct of good work. It is the byproduct of doing what you set out to do and delivering those outcomes and those expectations. So once you set your vision, it becomes the foundation for why your business exists. It feeds into your overall why and mission. Vision is going to set the path for which everything else will follow. Once that vision is established and you are very clear on what it is that you want to accomplish in your business and what problems you want to solve, the path for everything else that you need to go down follows down that route. Vision is going to support and create the mission and the why of your business. Vision is going to be how you serve your customers. Vision is going to be how you create a healthy organizational culture And it's going to be how you run your business, how you hire, how you train, and how you do everything else. So it is going to be the tip of the spear. It's going to be the roadmap to what you need to do in order to make your business successful. And the clearer you are with your vision, the easier it will be to communicate it and to get everybody else on board. So the question becomes is, how do you sit down and and really identify what your vision is? Because again, when you started your business, chances are you knew what your vision was. But if you haven't spent time putting it down on paper and being able to communicate it, you may have forgotten what that vision is or that vision may have become blurred or may have shifted. So these are the questions, the three questions that you need to sit down and ask yourself in order to come up with the vision for your organization, the vision for your business. So the first question that you need to ask yourself is, why did I start my business in the first place? And again, it needs to be more than just to make money or make a profit. And again, nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, people that are going to come work with you are going to be looking for more than just a paycheck. They're going to be looking for a business that has a mission, has a purpose, has a reason for its existence. People want to know what are the outcomes you are trying to deliver? What are the problems you're trying to fix? How is my work here going to make the world a little bit better place? And those are the questions that candidates are asking themselves when they look at job opportunities with your company. So being very clear on why you started your business in the first place and being able to communicate that is a very important recruitment tool that you will need. The second question that you need to ask yourself is, what problem am I seeking to solve with my customers? People buy outcomes, they buy solutions. They don't buy features and they don't buy benefits. So in order for you to successfully be able to communicate that, you need to know exactly what problems you are going to solve for your customers. And it's important not only from a marketing standpoint of being able to communicate this, but it's important that you can communicate this to your potential employees as well as your employees. They need to understand why the business exists and what problems it is solving. What impact is it making? How is it making your customers' lives better? And that is very important to make sure you can communicate. The third question that you need to sit down and ask yourself is, what is your why? What is the overarching reason that you're in business? If you're a fan of TED Talks and you've ever watched Simon Sinek, you know his famous talk, Start With Why. And that carries true to today of stepping back and asking, what is our why? Why do we exist? Why is this organization in business? So if you are able to start communicating the reasons you started your business in the first place, the problems you are seeking to solve, and the why of your business, those will become the pillars of your vision. And once your vision is established, You can start communicating it, and you will start to get buy-in from employees, from vendors, from customers, and from the community in general about your business. The other component and the other very important foundational piece that your business needs to have is a clear understanding of the core values. Without core values, your company is going to have trouble finding its North Star, if you will. At the end of the day, core values drive an organization and the decisions that are made day in and day out of that business. And the problem that you're going to have is that if you do not strategically sit down and map out the core values that you want for your business, you will find that the business takes on core values of its own. Over time, you will find those core values may not be your core values or the core values that you envisioned your business having when you decided to start it. So when it comes to core values, when it comes to vision, and when it comes to your organizational culture, if you don't take control of these aspects of your business, they will take on a life of their own, especially as you start to hire employees. So taking some time to establish your core values is a critical component to your foundation of your business. Now, there's a saying out there, a mentor of mine over 10 years ago first said this to me, and I looked the quote up. The author of the quote is Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he said that your actions speak so loud, I can hardly hear you. That quote ties directly to core values because there are a lot of organizations out there that take core values, slap them on a wall, and tell everybody these are our core values, but they don't follow them. So they end up being just words on a wall. They go against the grain of those core values every single day. And over time, employees will see that they are working for an organization that is not truly aligned with the core values Your customers will see that they are buying from a company that is not aligned with its core values. And that creates a situation where a business will not be sustainable because you will lose employees. You'll have a hard time with with retention. You'll have a hard time with talent attraction. And you're going to have a hard time with customers. You may attract customers, but you'll be attracting the wrong customers. A great example of a core value story everybody knows Uber, right? Uber and Lyft. And a few years ago, probably now four or five years ago, Uber had a big reckoning when the founder CEO was ousted from the company by the board of directors, and nobody thought he could be ousted because of the way the share structures were established and how he had control over the company. But there was a big problem that was brewing inside of Uber. That problem was that it was very much a boys club. There was a lot of sexual harassment, a lot of bullying. There were just a lot of bad things there that really made it a toxic work environment. And nothing was being done about it. CEO, founder could care less. HR did nothing to remedy the situation. They basically covered it up with the CEO. And eventually the board was able to oust him. Point being is this, people vote with their wallets. And when that story broke, I will never forget, the next piece of data that came out was the number of people that were getting rid of the Uber app on their phone and downloading the Lyft app. People were making the conscious decision that they did not want to give Uber any money because of the environment that had been created for the employees working at Uber. People do vote with their wallets. They vote with their dollars. So if you establish core values and don't live them, or you don't establish core values at all, it will become a detriment to your business. Now, core values are a blend of your personal values. And eventually those will be combined with the organizational values that you wish to establish, right? Before you started your business, you had your own values, right? You've been alive for X amount of years. So you have your values and many times a lot of those core values will blend or bleed into the company. And that's normal. That's to be expected. The core values are going to be a blend of your personal values along with some additional values that you want for the organization itself. Core values are going to become part of your company DNA. Now, when core values are properly executed at the leadership level, your core values are going to play an intricate role in attracting and retaining your top talent. Why? Because people are going to look at the values of the organization before they even apply for your job. They are going to do their research on you. They are going to look you up on Google. They are going to look you up on Glassdoor. They're going to look you up on Indeed. They're going to look at reviews you've never hired before, they will look at customer reviews. So it is very important that once you establish those core values, that you are running the company through the lens of those core values so that you are able to build the reputation that you want and then end up being able to attract the right type of talent when the time is right. So here are all the things that your core values are going to drive. Your core values are going to drive how your decisions are made. Your core values are going to help you prioritize your resources. We are working with a client right now that is a consulting firm, and one of their core values is to make sure that they never deliver a project past the due date that they've committed to their customer, provided the customer hasn't done anything to push that due date back. So if everything is within control of our our client that we're working with and their team, it is a core value for them to never deliver late. And so when it comes to prioritizing resources, when they are working on a project and they realize through their review that they're gonna be late on delivering that project for whatever reason, but it's something that has to do with their processes or their team internally. When they identify that they are going to deliver late, the core value of never delivering a project late kicks in and the team prioritizes their resources by realigning team members adding more resources to that project to make sure it gets done on time. So that is a perfect example of how core values will help you prioritize your resources depending on what that core value is. Your core values are going to help reduce internal conflict. There's a lot of organizations out there that have a core value of transparency and communication. Well, that's all fine and dandy if your organization truly lives up to that particular core value. But if it does, what you're going to find is that If you work on communication problems and performance problems and accountability problems as they happen, you're going to reduce the internal conflict because people aren't going to get frustrated, Uh, people are going to understand where they stand within the organization much quicker, you can allow for a quicker course correction on issues, so there is no time for internal conflict to develop and escalate because you are nipping it in the bud, You you are dealing with it as soon as it becomes an issue something else your core values are going to do it's going to help differentiate the brand at the end of the day not many of us are creating something brand new right there's only so many facebook's in the world so only so many tesla's in the world many businesses are just an improvement on an idea and to some degree the business is a commodity if you will so your core values are going to be one thing that you can utilize to differentiate your brand right if you're a payroll company what differentiates you from all the other 10,000 payroll companies that are out there. You have to find a way to differentiate your brand, especially if you're in a commodity-based business. Last but not least, your core values are going to help you attract the right breed of customers. There is no doubt that we can have the wrong breed of customers. There's the type of customer that we do not want to work with and that we shouldn't be working with. And the more clear we are about our core values, you will find that the right type of customers gravitate to you and the types of customers that you shouldn't be working with. Well, they will be repelled by you, and that's okay because you don't want them as customers anyway. So what are the questions that you need to ask yourself in order to establish the core values for your business? First, you need to sit down and ask yourself, what are my personal core values? Flesh out the three to five top personal core values that you have and those that you are already living through the business. Second, you need to identify what are the core values that you want for your company. Now, I don't know that putting down 12 to 15 core values makes good sense, right? That's probably too many. There is no black and white rule on how many core values you should have, but my recommendation is probably three to five core values that you can comfortably make sure that you live by, and these core values for the organization, they need to be non-negotiable. They need to be something that you put down and say, these are our non-negotiable core values. This is what we live by each and every single day. On the topic of these core values, there's a lot of discussion in the world about whether core values should shift over time. Whether, you know, if a business that's around for five or 10 years should redo its core values, should they be evolving, right? Should they be fluid? Should they be dynamic? Chances are, my opinion on this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I'm okay with that. I strongly feel that core values are not something that should be adjusted or changed or evolve over time, not unless the business itself. It makes a complete pivot and it's a completely different business. But if your business, say you are a dry cleaning business and you are a dry a dry cleaning business with a 30-year history, you're doing the same thing for your customers day in and day out. You're not pivoting. You're not creating a whole different business. You are a dry cleaner. If you're a dry cleaner, what good does it do for you to change your core values after 20 years? Does that mean you as a person are completely changed and not not running the same business? Changing your core values when your business itself hasn't changed is only going to confuse your customers and it's only going to confuse your employees. So unless there is a significant pivot in the business, a complete reshaping of the business, a new business model being created, there is not a tremendous amount of value in changing or evolving your core values over time. Those core values really should become the DNA, the bedrock, and the foundation of your business. And guide your business until the day that you exit it, whether you sell it, whether you shut it down, whether you pass it on to the kids. Those core values should be the bedrock for what that business does day in and day out. All right, that wraps up our lesson today on the importance of establishing your vision as a business owner and establishing your core values. Now, you've been listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. Thank you again for being part of this journey. Please make sure that you subscribe so you can continue to build a thriving business and hire the best people possible for your team. Also, make sure you claim your free guide covering the questions that you should ask before making your first hire. It's a free download. The link is going to be in the show notes. Feel free to grab that and start figuring out what you need to do before you hire employee number one. This free guide gives you critical information that every entrepreneur needs to know when making that shift to employer. And hey, best of all, it's free, right? So hit the link in the show notes to download it now. If you know anybody you think would benefit or value from this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. And by all means, would love if you'd leave us a review and your thoughts. And if there's any topic that you'd like me to cover, please feel free to send me an email and I'll be happy to cover that in a future podcast. Take care and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resources in the show notes. And last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur to employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.